So somewhere, somehow, communication broke down between the people who were in the know inside the Department of Public Works and the Common Council. And so that's why today's meeting is going to be exciting. Because <laughs> I think at least part of the meeting has to be focused on, why the hell did we know this? Yeah. Live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at the Avenue in downtown Milwaukee, this is Wisconsin's Morning News. Here's your host, Vince Vetrano. Just after 6-11 here on this Monday morning. It's... It sounds worse than it is. Okay. <laughs> you feel okay? I'm fine. It's just, you know, Eric had the cold first and I had the I cold. I don't know what you're talking about. I, I never had any cold. <laughs> <laughs> For me, the, the cold navigates. It just usually starts in the head and it just moves around. Right. So it's at the stage where, like, I feel great, but, like, is this See, unlistenable? It's not unlistenable, right? I know. You sound, sound like a million bucks. Oh, go ahead and throw me out because... 12 hours from now, you and I will have still one hour to go. Yeah, we'll still be on the air. On Green Bay game day tonight. So we are taking over the Packers pregame this uh, today. So it'll be on WTMJ and simulcast on 94.5 and also on the Madison ESPN So stage. ESPN Wisconsin, the Packers pregame show that we'll be doing. And uh, Eric and I will host. Steve Scafidi will join us yeah. as well. And a cast of characters. Uh, among those characters, Tausch has agreed to, to yep. join us for a segment. Mm-hmm. We'll tap friend of the program, Lori Nickel, mm-hmm. from the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel. Jason She'll join us for a little bit. Wildy's in for an hour. Yeah, it'll be great. Um, I, I'm told that former Packers offensive lineman Brian Balaga, Brian Balaga, Iowa, will also join us on the Oh, program. excellent. All right. It's going to be a great three and a half hours what, before What do you want to talk about? <laughs> That's a big game for the Packers. I mean, and you know, folks have said it's a trap game. I don't know that that... that that fits the traditional definition of trap game. Trap game to me seems like you're a juggernaut, right? And then you got a dog, and then you've got another big opponent and you're coming up the your next eye week. On the right? Big opponent, yeah. Packers are just scrapping and finally starting to get things rolling, but in a different spot. They know exactly what's in front of them. Well, tune in at seven ten to hear our picks <laughs> for the game. Are we doing tonight. picks? Yeah, we have to. It's you have part to do of, picks. You go around. Yeah. Okay. I and think, then we, I think we're both on the same page on how this game will go. You have to pick the score and everything? Yeah. yeah I'll give you a score. But not for 13 hours. Yeah. <laughs> 6.13 on Wisconsin's Morning News. The actual sports will come from Brandon. That's coming up next. Time for an update from the Gruber Law Office's One Call, That's All Sports Desk. Here's Brandon Snide. Primetime football tonight as Green Bay will look to make it four straight wins as the Red Hot Packers are in New Jersey to take on the Giants, a job as head coach Matt LaFleur acknowledged won't be an easy one. We've got a, a good task in front of us, but I think just the guys, you know, it's a credit to the, the character of the locker room to be able to fight through some adversity, stick together, not point fingers, and just with the mindset of trying to get better each and every day. I think that's really where it kind of turned for us is they, they've, they've kept to that mindset and kind of let the results fall where they may, and we need to continue with that moving forward. The Packers have ruled out cornerback Jair Alexander as well as second-year wideout Christian Watson. Despite so many key injuries all season long, though, the Pack currently in the playoff pitcher as it stands right now, and according to ESPN's Adam Schefter, a big credit of that should go towards first-year starter Jordan Love. I just thought that they had some good young talent at the skill positions. I thought you know, I, I also thought I will say that they'd be able to run the football to Aaron Jones if be carrying the day, and that, that hasn't happened, and they're still winning the last two weeks. So 
credit to them for even overcoming that. But I think that also speaks to the way that Jordan Love has played. Kickoff tonight is set for 7.15. You can tune in right here on WTMJ. You can hear Vince and Eric begin getting you ready beginning at 4 p.m. Please listen anyway. <laughs> after the loss to the in-season tournament, the Milwaukee Bucks will return to action tonight after having the weekend off. Milwaukee will welcome in old friend, the Chicago Bulls, where head coach Adrian Griffin and company will look to make some adjustments and get back in the win column. I just think it's just our approach. Uh, every day is just an opportunity to get better. Uh, wins or, or losses, we, we look at the film. The, the player has been so respectful. Uh, receptive to coaching and so when you have high character people and and we're all working for a common goal and you have talented you know people on the floor you know good things happen the Bucs did lose in the semifinals to the Pacers who lost to of course the LeBron James led Lakers who are the inaugural in-season tournament champions Designed for LeBron James to win. Did you watch? <laughs> did you watch it? I did actually. So did my kid. My kid was all in on it. My fourteen yeah. wanted to watch it, it. The NBA achieved their goal by far. I mean, I tuned in. I could give two. <laughs> what? You know what's what? about the you know either one of those teams. But I mean, it it, it, it grabbed my attention. I was curious how it was going to be. I wanted to see the celebration afterwards. If it was like a real. Or champion See, celebration. I got to give the Lakers credit. They owned it. Like, they celebrated. <laughs> Hats, which I, t-shirts, champagne. Yeah, which I thought that yeah. was cool. They didn't, like, roll their eyes. No, they they went all in and said, yeah, yeah. Like, which I appreciate that. Where are they going to hang that banner? That's they a got great question. Right? I don't know. That one might they're not even the, make a hallway. They're going to have a parade I think today. something's going to happen. parade. No parade. <laughs> parade. <laughs> Lastly, we'll go over to baseball where former Angels pitcher and DH Shohei Otani, Otani, excuse me, Picking the L.A. Dodgers in free agency. Get this, Vinny. Ten years, $700 million. If you got a son or daughter out Ooh. there, get them onto the baseball <laughs> field. Get them throwing the football. Or, excuse me, get them throwing the baseball. Speaking of football, though, real quick. LSU's Jaden Daniels walking home with the 2023 Heisman Trophy this season for college football. is yet to be determined if Daniels will suit up for the Tigers when they play the Badgers in the ReliaQuest Bowl on January 1st. Mild temperatures ahead in your five-day forecast. That's coming up next on Wisconsin's Morning News. Six twenty-two on Wisconsin's Morning News. I want to walk through something that's important and try to make it as simple as possible. Unclear where we stand this morning. Perhaps back to square one, even as this weekend UW Regents rejected a broker deal that would have cleared the way for pay raises, and building projects at universities of Wisconsin campuses. They've been held up by Republicans in the state legislature. If they have been continuing to demand a rollback of investments in diversity, equity, and inclusion programs. So you ask some affected students at TMJ4 News did over the weekend. Those programs provide important services, particularly for marginalized students. I feel like that's like good for like the Wisconsin community. It's like showing like these people matter. I benefit greatly from DEI. I'm a first-generation student. I'm a woman. I use the case centers all the time. But those are just a few of the thousands of voices on campuses throughout Wisconsin. Republicans, in a cause championed by Assembly Speaker Robin Voss, have a different view on many of these DEI initiatives. And if the DEI efforts were focused on increasing graduation rates of African Americans, getting more students of color uh, to get into the university, I'm all aboard for that because I want a strongly diverse strongly um, performing uh, university system. But that's not really what it is. It's about indoctrination. It's about saying that if you don't believe exactly what we believe, you're not going to have the same opportunities on campus. 
So that was Speaker Voss in an interview with WKOW-TV in Madison earlier this fall. He was a guest on Capital City Sunday. So that kind of lays it out, E. I mean, can we agree on this this morning? There's not going to be an agreement on the importance, on the goal, on the efforts of DEI on universities of Wisconsin campuses. Nope. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to divide into our camps, and those who are supportive of these things are going to continue to support them no matter what the other side says and vice versa. So too deeply divided are these various sides that were at an impasse. There was a deal announced late last week. It was brokered between Speaker Voss and Jay Rothman, who is the Universities of Wisconsin president. So he oversees what we previously mm-hmm. called the University of Wisconsin system. And then UW-Madison Chancellor Jennifer Mnookin was also involved. The universities, under this agreement, agreed to restructure some of these taxpayer-funded DEI positions, which the Journal Sentinel puts at 130. Nobody loses their jobs, but some of the positions are restructured. So it doesn't eliminate DEI. It just moves things around. Redirects, kind of? Yeah. And redirects the focus of some of the folks, some of these administrators that taxpayers are funding. It also freezes hiring more administrators for DEI. Madison ends up uh, agreeing to this or agrees to end a hiring program that is specifically targeting diversification of faculty. Now, you say, what's wrong with that? Well, again, if you're on the other side of that, you say, why is race a component in who you're hiring? Why is race so prevalent in a lot of the... Things that you talk about. Shouldn't it just be best candidates? Things like that. So Madison would end that hiring program that specifically targets diversification of faculty. And they would also agree to guarantee admission to the top 5% of Wisconsin high school students, top 10% of all other of, of all students at other UW campuses for admission. Now, the system would get raises already approved by the legislature for most UW employees and a bunch of money for building projects at various campuses. So that was the deal that was brokered. Nobody gets everything they want, but things move forward. Announced late last week, and then the UW Board of Regents meets Saturday, and they shot it down. Right. Nope. Nine to eight was the final vote there. Regent Angela Adams, she voted no, quoted in the Journal Sentinel, saying the legislature has made decisions over the years that have proved to have negative lingering effects on our public universities, but to finally and begrudgingly propose to start funding the universities in exchange for insulting people historically excluded and underrepresented in higher education is a non-starter for me. President Jay Rothman, in a brief statement on social media, responding to the vote, and again, one of the key people who negotiated this sort of compromise, on balance, I believe this proposed agreement was in the best interest of the universities of Wisconsin. While I am disappointed, I respect the decision of the Board of Regents. So where are we today? Can we assume that another conversation will be held to broker another deal? I would assume that's the odds of that are low at this point, right? Because it seems like the no votes were saying there's not movement on this. Any diminishing of this, and I'm going to take it aside one way or another, but they're just saying any diminishing of this basically means, well, we're selling out this important thing for us just so we can get some money. Right. To build something. And they, see, and they seem unwilling to do that. Maybe we're further away today than we were even this time last week. Fewer employees nowadays are being escorted out the front door after they get the bad news of a layoff. You ever seen that happen? Oh. Somebody get walked out, they're oh, holding the box. Man. Seen that. Not pleasant. No. There's well, a new... Depends on who it is. <laughs> Sometimes you're celebrating. <laughs> ah, no, I'm not saying. I'm just saying. <laughs> well, that there's a new kind of layoff. There's something that's happening now. 
Some employers are giving workers advance notice to give them time to look for new jobs. Now, federal law requires some large employers to give two months notice to workers when they're going to orchestrate a huge layoff. This is a little bit different. Among some of those companies allowing for longer goodbyes, Wells Fargo and Disney. So leadership consultants have been telling the Wall Street Journal, basically, that they're trying to appear transparent and compassionate. So they'll go up to and be like, hey, Vinny, here's what's going to happen. We're, we're changing you know, how we're going to do some things. We have a new strategy here. We're going in a new direction. Yeah, we're going to have to, we're going to, have to um, cut you loose here in a month or maybe in six weeks. But before then, you're good to continue working. But we want to give you time to be able to find another job, yada, okay. yada. And here's why they're doing it, apparently. Laid off employees vent a lot on social media and oftentimes may leak internal details. So if you do it this way, you protect yourself a little bit if you're the company. Do you, though? Well, that's a good question, Debbie. Are you going to have a good employee for the next six weeks? Right, exactly. I think traditionally that's why they haven't done that, right? Right. Is then you're just going to mail it in for those last few weeks. Yeah, but if you say, hey, you know, we need you to work till the end of February, then we got you, you're going to have your, you know, a little bit of money to spend there for the next- So your severance Yeah, get your severance Mm -hmm. after that. And then, by the way, for this to happen, you got to sign here where you don't blow us up. Maybe? I don't know. Oh, the sign here, that's interesting, right? If you say, like, I'm going to be cool, I'm going to keep coming to work, right? You have to sign that stuff now when you get a severance. I guess, but once you're gone, I guess when you get a severance, they just walk you out and you're like, you're no longer working here. I mean, I'm sure that That's when you got the TikToks. Hey, guys, important (laughs) life update. I got fired today. I work for the worst company in America. Yeah. They walk me out the door, my stuff in a box. I was crying. (laughs) <laughs> You've seen those, huh? Yeah, they're, well, they're all over. I guess, if, and, and ter- in terms of one of the other things that's hard for employers is attracting people to come work there. And if you have something like that all over social media, who wants to go work for a company that was so yeah, mean that's true. That's when true. they fired people? So probably trying to get out in front of that as well. 639 on Wisconsin's Morning News. At 6.43 on Wisconsin's Morning News, this morning, the Milwaukee Common Council holds a public works committee meeting, which in and of itself would barely make the news. It's an emergency meeting, though. Much less be something that we would publicize ahead, right? It's it's important stuff, actually. If if there is a department in city government, really, no matter where you live, city, village, town, whatever, that actually touches your life, your day-to-day, it's public works, right? you're right. It's the trash and and recycling pickup. It's the roads and things like that. It's plowing. Right, so... Not for nothing. Public works is important, but today it's a little sexy. And the reason is the city's going to be talking about this Christmas tree pickup and removal after the holidays, after it was only recently revealed publicly that Milwaukee will not be picking up discarded natural trees with regular trash pickup. Historically, Christmas trees were considered decorations, which can be put in landfills, which means they can be collected as part of the normal garbage and trash that the city collects. Now they've decided that Christmas trees are yard waste, and yard waste cannot be placed in landfills, which means the regular city garbage collection will not pick them up. That is Milwaukee Alderman Bob Bauman. He is chairman of the Milwaukee Public Works Committee, and he has uh, convened this emergency meeting today. He was caught off guard by the revelation, which the city announced earlier this month, but apparently the Department of Natural Resources (laughs) revealed to the city early last year. They knew as early as January. At least some folks did. No, we told you. We told you. (laughs) We told you this was a problem. In fact, it should have been a problem a long time ago. You shouldn't have been doing it this way, and you got to change. So... Somewhere, somehow, communication broke down between the people who were in the know inside the Department of Public Works and the Common Council. 
And so that's why today's meeting is going to be exciting. Because <laughs> I think at least part of the meeting has to be focused on, why the hell did we know this? Yeah. yeah. And then there's the, what are we going to do about it? Because as even Alderman Bauman has pointed out, look, ain't nobody going to pick up their trees and take them down to the recycling trees center. On the curb. Yeah. Not everyone's paying attention. So we will have Alderman Bob Bauman live in studio this morning on Wisconsin's Morning News yeah. at 810. Right before that hearing kicks off, we'll come in here hot. <laughs> we'll come in here hot, and then we'll send him down to City Hall <laughs> to crack some skulls. 645 on Wisconsin's Morning News. Time for an update from the Gruber Law Office's One Call, That's All Sports Desk. Here's Brandon Snide. The 6-6 six and six Green Bay Packers will look to make it four straight wins tonight as they take on the New York Giants for Monday Night Football. Packers have ruled out cornerback Jair Alexander as well as receiver Christian Watson. Kickoff tonight is set for 7 p.m. Green Bay game day coverage will get you ready beginning at 4. After a trip to Las Vegas for the semifinals of the NBA's in-season tournament, the Milwaukee Bucks return home tonight to begin a season-long six-game homestand that begins with the Chicago Bulls. Tip-off tonight is set for 7 p.m. And lastly, the Wisconsin women's volleyball team punching their ticket to yet another Final Four. This after beating Oregon. The Badgers will take on Texas on Thursday. Winner advancing to the national championship. It's time for Extra Points. A sports opinion commentary on Wisconsin's Morning News. Here's Brendan Snide. The Green Bay Packers are getting set for yet another test in their roller coaster season tonight as they set their sails on the New York football giants. The Pack have won three straight and look to make it four, but first have to pass a test they have yet to see this season. After winning back-to-back primetime games against division leaders and winners of their last three, the question I am curious about tonight is how does this version of Matt LaFleur's team handle success? We've seen it in the past with an MVP at quarterback, but how does a Jordan Love-led team handle winning expectations? The playoffs are within sight for this young Packers team, but the thought of a trap game definitely can loom in the shadows tonight. It's a game on paper as well as on the field over the past month where the Packers should win this game. But we have yet to see how this team handles success. Young teams usually have a game or two where they are the favorites but eventually falter on the field and lose a game looking back on that they should not have lost. Is tonight the night for that? It's another game without their number one wide receiver, their number one cornerback, and their number one linebacker. In a season where some of the unknowns have become answered, where injuries have been overcome week in and week out, and where head coach Matt LaFleur has proven he belongs in the discussion amongst the best of the best. Can this team, though, prove itself to the world once again? Look, at the end of the day, it is a big game, and with a win, it will help increase the NFL's youngest roster to prove so many doubters wrong. But regardless of all of that, it's a test. We all need to see how this team responds to. At 6.53, Monday morning, we bring in our teammate from 101.7 The Truth, Telly Hughes. Voice is struggling a bit, Telly, but I'm feeling fine. It's just, I, you know. Yeah. You know, just sometimes it happens, it moved man. On me. You know, when you talk a lot of hours throughout the week, at some point you got to get tired. Is it right? unlistenable today? No, you, you're yeah. still all right. That's all right. I'll give it to you tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> We're hanging in there. <laughs> so this week, uh, Vince and Eric uh, on Truth Be Told with DT and Telly, which you can catch from 7 to 9 on 101.7 The Truth. We, you know, it's getting close to Christmas, and and uh, you know, you got to make some decisions. And this is the time of year you hear a lot. Oh, it's the thought that counts, but 
what about when it comes to gift cards? Because people can say, well, it doesn't take any thought into that. Important debate. But it sure in the heck takes some money to get a gift card, right? <laughs> right. So, if I the mean, thought is so, the dollar figure. <laughs> right. So what are you guys, gift card guys, or would you rather have a gift? Uh, see, I'd rather, it depends on who's giving me the gift card. Mm-hmm. If my kid is giving me a gift card, I'm like, come on. Man. It's absurd. Yeah, right. that's crazy. <laughs> what are you doing here? Right. But You're like, it, I don't want 12 bucks at Home Depot, <laughs> yeah. right? Right. Thanks, so I can no buy thanks. some crap for you. <laughs> yeah, right. Or whatever it is. But obviously, like, I don't know, a colleague or, a, you know, great uncle or something, I'm okay with that. Yeah, Do you know what I prefer? You. Nothing. Nothing? <laughs> Why? Enough with the gifts. I wish we could just wipe it out. I was on a tirade about this this weekend, you know, because we're stressing out. And, you know, my mom and her mom, they're asking for the lists. And, you know, the kids haven't gotten the list. And list and I'm like, can't we just get together? Oh, like, no, I would we be can't do that. So much. Uh, uh, but yeah. this is where gift cards would make perfect sense. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, and but you may have that mindset, Vince, but... That doesn't mean that other people are going right, to do the no. same. You still so get you're saying, exactly. You're like, well, let's not do anything. Well, other people don't think that way. That's the exact reason why Thanksgiving is my favorite holiday <laughs> I'm right as opposed you, to Christmas. Because you can still get together and there are no expectations. Right. Like, you know, you don't ever show up at Thanksgiving and be like, so you just didn't bring anything mm-hmm. for me, huh? What did you get me? <laughs> right? Got yeah. you this dinner. And why well, didn't you give me that list? You know, so I, I, I'm not with it either. I think we just solved your problem. Vitrano. All you need now is a store. You don't even need the place. You just say, hey, you know what, Mom? Here's what you can get, Max. Uh, gift card to this but, place. So what's interesting is, uh, particularly I've noticed this with the grandparents, they don't like that because they want to see, they want they want the magic of when kids were sure, little and we're it. not little anymore, but you know, their grandchildren are. They want to see the joy on their, what they get out of it is the joy of watching them open the gift. I get right? So they should get the joy of buying all the gifts for them, then, right? <laughs> right? That'd be fine. But Come you still got to get them. Don't a list. exclude some of the experience. <laughs> you I, want the whole thing, right? Yeah. yeah. I don't want to take that away from them. But then at that point, like, is the gift then more about your experience or theirs? Because kids would just take cash. <laughs> just give me some yes, cash to less, throw around. Yeah, because they know what they want. <laughs> right. And so I know for me, it just uh, like Eric, it just depends on who I'm buying it for. And uh, because, like, with my wife, I mean, we've been together forever. So I'm pretty much running out of good gift ideas. Of course. Oh, my gosh. But at this point, I can get her a gift card to her favorite store and say, hey, you know, just get what you want. I don't want to come back with something. You're like, oh, that's ugly. You know, so. Oh, you can't buy clothes. Yeah. Oh, no, the, right? I don't No, you anything. cannot, right? I, I can't remember the last time I bought my wife a stitch of clothing. Right. Like, no, <laughs> I'm not doing that. Wrought with peril because you just start at the size. Yeah. And, and women will tell you, like, their sizing is all over the map. They change, yeah. So, right? You wanna, do you want to buy your wife a large? Because this particular brand runs a little bit, you know? Like, no, you Even do not. Even though it actually fits. <laughs> or but do, it's right. Or do you want to buy her a small? And she says, oh, is this what you want me to look like? Is this what you think I am? There's no... Nope. <laughs> Gift card. Gift card comes with no sizes, Vince. 